From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Tofis and Nikki talk to us about technology suggestions for your program that meets your price point, how to create buy-in with the sports coaches and sports science, and why initially taking more time to set up your systems will save you more time on the back end after the data has been collected. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Perch delivers velocity-based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. Attach Perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, Perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings. Set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to perch.fit chalk. Again, that's perch.fit slash chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones That's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information, on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I'm joined by 
Tofi Zimnicki. He is currently the head of sports science at Team Builder. Prior to this, he was the director of sports science and analytics and an assistant strength and conditioning coach at Yale. And he also had stops at Eastern Kentucky University and Commonwealth Sports Club. Welcome to the podcast, Tofi. Hey, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Definitely. Can you talk to us a little bit about your role at Team Builder? Yeah, definitely. So uh, right now I kind of have three different, I guess, pillars, let's call them, uh, that I kind of have to focus on at Team Builder. So one of which is I do a consultation with clients um, at one of their subscription levels. So um, generally that is me meeting with um, anybody that works or uses Team Builder um, at any level. That could be college, that could be high school, that could be private, whatever that may be. And I kind of sit down, I go over with them what information they collect, whether that's inside of Team Builder uh, or any modalities that they uh, or technologies they use to collect information. I can kind of go over with them uh, different things to key in on for their population um, and kind of walk them through the steps that I would kind of take in collecting that. And then we talk about how we can analyze it for them, given their context and their scenarios. So that's one thing that I offer to uh, uh, people that Team Builder. Um, second being, I kind of help out with the integration. So Team Builder integrates with a lot of different tech uh, technologies, whether that's an AMS system like Smartabase or integrates with something like Gymware. So um, I kind of go around in behind the scenes and help out with kind of the integrations there of like what information we're, we're taking on, what information kind of goes out. Um, as well as uh, the third thing being, I am going to help out with kind of the reporting systems that Team Builder has on the back end. So kind of consulting and, you know, taking ideas and the conversations that I have with coaches that I work with uh, on a regular basis, plus the experience that I've had, you know, utilize um, and then going over how the reporting systems can kind of be, I guess, manipulated and changed around. Um, so that's one other aspect of uh, what I do at Team Builder. So I have three kind of main focus points uh, while I'm there. Definitely. Now, I think that's important. And what would you say when it comes to consulting with, with the clients, what is the biggest or the most asked about, I guess, solution to in your consults? Like what's the biggest problem or biggest request that you're seeing of the, of the strength coach? Yeah. And I, I think the biggest one is always like, I have all of this data, right? Like I have, I have all of this information and there's so many numbers and there's so many things that you can kind of quantify now um, in the strength and conditioning field, in the sports performance field. And I think sometimes it just ends up being daunting. And it ends up being a lot. And if you really don't know where to start or you don't have a starting point, um, you know, sometimes the starting point just comes about in a conversation. And sometimes it takes, you know, a conversation with someone else that has seen, you know, I guess uh, loads of data before and kind of understands maybe we should focus our point or our attention this way first. And then we can kind of branch out from there. Um, Cause I think sometimes, with coaches, it's like, you have all this information, you want some sort of answer. You kind of understand what you're looking for. You just don't know the middle ground of like, what do I have to look at first to get to the answer that I know that I want to look at. Right. Um, so I think the biggest thing is just sitting down and what I like to do the first time I move with people is just kind of ask questions. And I want to get the context of, of the, you know, the weight room that you work in. I want to get the context of the population that you work with. I want to get the context of like, you know, what you do on a daily basis, because what, you know, your weight room probably functions way different than the function the, the weight room that I was in a Yale, right? Like it's just, you go anywhere in the world and it's, you know, the setup's different, the layout's different, the kids are different. It's, 
the data has context to it. And I try to figure that out the first time I sit down and then I say, Hey, like, look, you know, this is the information I'm getting. Like, let's focus our attention on these one or two things first. And then we can start to branch out from there. Um, just to make it a little bit easier. Cause I think it's really easy to just get lost in the sauce of like 30 different data points. And you're not really sure yeah. where it's going to take you. No, for sure. And what would you say is the most common thing that you're, that you're seeing, and, you know, I guess with your time at Team Builder or even at your time with Yale, when you were a strength coach yourself, what's the most common thing you're like, look, most of the coaches are saying they have this type of info. So let's show you how to work with it and find some common ground with the strength conditioning coach. Yeah. Um, so I think when it's if we're if we're talking in the realm of like college athletics and like working with a sport coach, um, I think sometimes the easiest the easiest way to get a sport coach just to buy in is put them in the conversation. And what I would try to do and what I would try to communicate, communicate to the other strength coaches on staff is like, figure out what drives that sport coach, figure out what that sport coach has in mind, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's their team that you're kind of working with and you want to help drive that team in the right direction. And, you know, the way that ship is going to sail, um, is going to be at their hands. They're going to steer the ship and you're going to have to help kind of corral like the sails sometimes. And you kind of have to ask, where do you see the ship going? And what are the things that you like to focus on as a coach? Um, so really trying to pinpoint what they're looking for in that moment, because I think sometimes maybe it comes down to recruiting. Sometimes maybe like, you know, coaches have always said like, I don't really, he's, they'll say I have four years to invest in someone. And I don't know what's the best way to go about evaluating. So maybe your statistical analysis or the way you want to start dissecting information is saying, Hey, look, like if you can get any sort of idea or inclination about what these kids might look like coming in the door, maybe they should look like this. And that's just based off of what you've seen um, or what they've seen kind of pan out the best for them under their systems. Right. Cause every, every sport coach has a favorite player. Every, every sport coach has like some sort of player in mind. They're like, you know, they really succeeded well in our systems. Well, how do we get more of those players? Right. So sometimes it's a recruiting thing. Sometimes it's just an overall progression thing. Sometimes coaches just want to see progression and some, and I think the conversation in and around that revolves around how practice can affect the lifts. And sometimes the conversation becomes like, you know, how fatigued are they coming into the weight room, right? Maybe that's the conversation you want to have with the coach, because if they're, if, you know, your athletes are coming in shot to the weight room every day and he, you know, the sport coach is like, well, why aren't we seeing progress? Well, it's because our practices are too hard. Right. So I think it's, it's identifying what the sport coach thinks their pain point is when it comes to either performance in their athletes or performance in the weight room. And then identifying just simple ways that you can go to them and be like, Hey, look like this might be a solution to that pain point. We talked about when I first sat down with you, you know, back at the beginning of the season. So I think it's, there's not like one necessarily value or anything that I could say, like really helps it like click in a sport coach's head. I think they, they have an idea of what's bothering them or what, what I guess hardship they've had previously, and then trying to apply some sort of like walk it backwards and try to apply some sort of value. Um, because that's going to hold somebody's attention a little bit better than like, I feel like this, you know? So definitely. And when you're talking about, you know, when athletes are coming in, just, you know, gas from, from practice and whatnot, um, is the easiest or most simplified way of going about it is like an RPE scale or is, what are, what are the technologies showing nowadays where we can kind of gauge that? Or are you looking to try to do like a catapult and see like the, the amount of volume they just went through and then 
quick turnaround into the weight room and try to do it? Or what, what, what are you seeing now in today's iteration of sports science? Yeah, I think there's, it's, it's tough, right? Cause there's, there's so much tech out there. Um, and, and the nice thing was, you know, being at Yale, like we did get our hands on quite a bit of tech, but like not everybody has that luxury. Right. So I think there's three ways you can kind of go about it. Um, and there's three kind of approaches that we took as well. Um, and one of them being, you know, just an RPE basic is, I think that spans across all three methods. And I think the first method of just identifying like someone's actual fatigue levels is just get them to jump, you know, see where they're vertical, either on a jump mat or um, just on a vert max. If you have one of those, um, see where that compares to their, their best all time within a reasonable time frame. Um, so generally, generally we would test their vertical jump uh, athletes, vertical jump three to four times a year in like a testing setting. We're like, we're assuming that you're at your best. Right. So we're, we're hoping that all other factors are accounted for. You're, you're well-rested, all that. Um, so we would base that person's day of fatigue levels based off how they could jump, right? Like what percentage drop off or above are they at? And then that would give us a good understanding of how their body is performing in that moment, along with how they're perceiving their performance mentally, that RPE, that fatigue, um, I think the second way to go about that would probably be like you said, catapult. Um, I think load monitoring is important. I think it's definitely super, like it's very important. And I think it comes down to the individual a little bit too. Um, if you're tracking load, I would say track load based on that person's daily kind of activity, because if there might be a certain threshold that you want to see the team at and on average, right. Um, if they exceed that load, you know, the entire team is probably going to hurt. Um, but some people are more adept to handling more than others. So I think starting to profile, and I think that's why a lot of you know people will say it's you really kind of have to just start collecting information to really understand what you're looking at. Um, I think if you can quickly make an assumption for an entire team, and I think that comes with conversations with people um, that use it on a very regular basis in that sport specifically. Um, I think getting an idea of like what an average might look like for a regular practice for the entire team. But over time, I think that should span into the individual of like, you know, our, our left, um, you know, our left back in, in the soccer team might be able to handle, like, let's say for just an arbitrary number, um, depending on what system you're on, like their, their load for that day might be like 450, Right. And they can handle upwards of like six, but somebody else, you know, at a different position, like a, like a, let's say a striker, maybe their average load, like that they could probably handle and feel fine with might only be 300 and they just hit 600, you know? So I think identifying ways to figure out like what's going to be, you know, beneficial for that person. What can that person handle on a regular basis? Try to identify that as quickly as possible. Um, and I think that can start to show you just like a picture of, of what you're dealing with when that person comes in. Right. Um, and then I think like the, the, the final kind of piece would be something like a force plate where it's like, it shows you pretty much everything that person's doing mechanically um, from jumping to landing. And I think that's like the next kind of like onset of, of like what we can do to kind of really start to identify how these people, how, like how athletes are moving on a regular basis and then making assumptions for that day of, of what that person needs. You know, I think, I think force plates can definitely lead to more like fine tune, um, identification of what a person needs in a moment, um, whether it's mobility, whether it's, you know, heavy strength, whether it's, it's power work. Um, I think, I think force plates will be kind of like the next series of things that people can really dive into. And it, it gives a lot of information. So 
We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with a revolutionary slat belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. I'm going to ask you now, like what came first, the chicken or the egg when you were an assistant strength and conditioning coach and were you more always interested in sports science and found the outlet via strength and conditioning? Or did you start out as a strength coach and then real, realize, you know, I'd like to find this like the sports science and re- get really good at it. And I think and it could help you as a strength coach. It definitely started more. I was a coach first and I, I had no real kind of like, um, I, I had no real understanding of the capacity, um, for the amount of information that was collectible <laughs> when I first started in this field. Um, I knew like, I, I figured like most data and most information was going to be from a research setting. Right. Um, but now it's like, it's, it's in your face all the time. Right. It's, it's, you get out there and there's, there's, you know, tech everywhere that gives you any number from zero to a thousand or whatever it may be. And it's, and, and I like to think of it like that's, that's an opportunity, right? Like it's, I would tell my athletes all the time, like if you're just, you know, if you give me 1% more effort every day, you know, that's going to add up compared to the people that, you know, don't want to come in and put in the work anywhere else in our league. Right. So that's going to, if you give me consistently 1% more, then we're going to end up somewhere a lot quicker. Um, than most other teams because other teams might want to take the day off, you know, one place or another. So I think for me, I saw that data and like learning sports science and learning just like some numbers and, and kind of analysis on a regular basis. Like that might be my 1% better every single time. And that compounds, that stacks, right? So um, to gain some sort of competitive advantage in how I could program and how I could train these athletes as quickly as possible, because in the college setting, like you really don't see them for, you know, very long in the grand scheme of their career. Like their their career of four years is a long time and you get them for an hour, maybe two to four times a week, if you're lucky. So you want to be as meticulous, as precise with your time as you can be. So I saw data as a way to like take a little bit of the, of the doubt of like where these people were at any given point of time and give me some context into what I could give them that will make them the best version of themselves that day, that week, that month, that year. Right. So 
I didn't really put much thought into sports science when I first got to Yale as an intern. I was, I was there to be a coach. I was there to, you know, get into a squat rack, you know, coach up some athletes, start to run an entire maybe side of the room. Cause we had 15 racks at Yale. Um, and then eventually run an entire room by myself. Like that was my goal. I wanted to be a coach through and through. Um, but my, while I was at Yale, um, the director at the time, Tom Newman, um, he, he was big into data himself, but, um, he needed someone that could sit down and like plug through it on Excel, on Google sheets, on, on the various, I guess, uh, tools that you might find online. And he would give out projects to the, the, you know, to the internship as a whole. And one of those being was an Excel driven project. And I kind of took that and was able to perform at a pretty high level. Um, or at least what he thought. <laughs> so he started giving me more and more. And I kind of started to identify that I could navigate Excel and Google Sheets pretty easily. Uh, so I started teaching myself just like about it and like what it can, what we can do with it and, and, and how it kind of can evolve into something, a tool that we could use on a daily basis. And our first real full functioning thing in Google Sheets was that, uh, in-season fatigue monitoring uh, tracker for the men's lacrosse team who would eventually go on to win the national championship that year. And that was, yeah, that was our first like big, that was my first like big like project. That was my first big thing that I kind of came up with. And, you know, in our conversations with myself and the rest of the staff about like, what do we want to track? How do we want to track it? And how are we going to utilize it? And then I took those concepts and just put it into a sheet and I let it, I, I kind of made it into something that could run on a daily basis. So that was kind of where it started from the start of my internship to like, by the end of that fall, when I created that sheet and then the end of the spring, when I effectively became someone that was like, you know, we're going to start using you for more sports science and analytics stuff. So. Nice. And I just want to ask, I mean, I'm looking at your LinkedIn and it said you're the head strength coach for men's soccer, women's soccer, softball, women's ice hockey, men's <laughs> rugby, women's rugby, and the sister of football and lacrosse. And, you know, I could just tell you right now, just having been in collegiate athletics long enough to know all those t sports tend to have a lot of athletes. So how did you, a one strength coach, manage couple hundred athletes on top of the sport science like what was your how did, how did you manage just that workload yeah and I, and and i put all those on there because at, you know any given time like we had we had some shifting around of teams but i mean that I, I definitely worked with i worked with all those teams for at least one full season um so i mean at any given point though i was probably working with 200 athletes on my own uh, as like their head strength coach and then another hundred plus for football. Right. Uh, um, Cause I'm, I'll be the assistant for football. If you're FCS, there's a good chance if you're an assistant strength coach, you're, you're going to help with football. Um, so I really, what I tried to do is I tried to lean on the systems that I made to give me the time to do everything I needed to do. Um, and that's what I try to really, I guess, pass off to everybody else that I work with now is like, I've met with quite a few high school coaches and they're like, I work with 300 to a thousand athletes, right? Like depending on the high school setting. And it's like, and they're one person <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, I, I feel you, man. Like I've worked with, you know, you know, 250 to, you know, 450 on my own and they were college athletes too. So it's like, it's really what I, what I like to think of sports science of in the applied setting is it's, it's, you're taking, you're taking a little bit of extra time in the front end to free up loads, more time in the back end. Right. I think that's, that was, was the biggest use that I saw of just like, 
I knew that there were certain things that I probably should look at when it comes to a strength program, when it comes to a hypertrophy program. And I could look at it on an individual basis. Right. But sometimes like clicking through tabs and clicking through, I guess, um, different backend areas, it's, it is time consuming. Right. I took everything I could out of, you know, the, the systems and the technologies I had put it into a Google sheet. And I just made my own reporting systems because I knew what I wanted to look at. I knew who I needed to look at, like what athlete I really had to like pay attention to. And I knew what metrics were going to be meaningful to me. So I put all of that in the reporting system and I cut out all the, I guess the excess, right. All the other stuff that I didn't really find valuable for myself. Cause there were probably maybe three or four things that I really, I wanted to look at and cared about. So that saved me the hassle of clicking through a bunch of things, trying to like scroll through a bunch of things on the back end, or just like looking at, you know, like if you have catapult, if you have weight room data, if you have, um, force plate data, if you have like speed laser data and you're trying to like do some comparisons and it's not all in the same area, like it's hard. It's real. Like as you're clicking left and right and you're making sure things are lined up, but I would just take it all and just, I would shove it into a sheet and then I would run my own analysis on it because I knew what I wanted to look at. And, and that was going to save me the most amount of time. So, um, whenever I evaluated a problem, what I would try to do is say, Hey, what's the quickest way I can solve this problem and then set and forget, never have to worry about it again. So that's, I, I kind of used my understanding of Google Sheets and Excel to just free up time to be able to do all the things that I needed to do on a regular basis. So definitely. Now, what would you say are your top three pieces of, of sports science tech that you would recommend for a first time strength coach and with a limited budget, like here's the most bang for your buck today that you can do, but also what are the top three recommendations you would give for, let's say you're a head strength coach with a professional team and you have no limit on money. What would you recommend on both ends of the spectrum? Definitely. Um, I mean, I would definitely say uh, invest in something that's going to keep you sane. (laughs) So like, I mean, I, I work for team builder and I, I love team builder. That's why I started working for him because it made my life 10 times easier because all the information was already online. Um, if I had to print everything out all the time, I'd be banging my head against the wall because those papers would be everywhere. So, um, I would say limited budget. I would say definitely team builder one, because you can keep all your data online and it just like completely, completely eases up a lot of, uh, of that, the paper issues. Um, I would say, teach yourself some basic Google analytics stuff like Google sheets and that's free, right? Like don't worry about Excel. Like don't, if you don't have Excel on your school, like the, the computer that, you know, either your institution gave you or, or the one that you bought personally, Google sheets is free. It's open to anybody. I would say go to YouTube, turn to YouTube, find some good tutorials. Um, and then that way, you know, you have all the information stored up in team builder. And if you want to, if you want to run anything and look at it more in depth or in areas that aren't currently on the back end, shove it into a Google sheet, run just a little bit of information pulling on that. I think you'll, you'll go a long way there. Um, and then I think, uh, 
something like a vertex jump mat. I mean, I'm, I'm big on, on jumping people. Um, you don't have to coach anybody into jumping. Like most people can just get themselves off the ground. Sure. There's minor technique points, but like, I think jumping, somebody tells you a lot about who they are, what they're doing that day. So, uh, maybe a vertex or, or some sort of jump mat, just an easy way to get a reading. So I would say those are the three, the three pieces of tech in a low budget. I would say if we're, if we're talking like top tier, I would say, probably GPS. Um, if it's, if it's a sport that can handle GPS, um, I would say, uh, force plates hundred percent and then laser timing gates, um, or VBT, VBT somewhere. in. I, I think it's a tie between those two, because if I'm going to run a 10 yard, if I'm going to run a 10 yard, I want it to be a 10 yard. If, but if I'm going to, you know, tell someone to squat in a meter per second, like I want to know it's a meter per second, you know? So that one's, that one's tough. I think that one's tough. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind coaching on the floor, programming and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. 
Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.